You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay authenticity guarantee and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head turning handbag, a watch that says it all. Jewelry that makes you feel like the gem. Sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is checked by experts. With eBay authenticity guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Boricua is the name for someone from Puerto Rico, but it's more than a name. It's a way of life and representation of the vibrant spirit of the island. Let the Boricua spirit welcome you with a warm embrace to start each day and remind you why you travel in the first place. In Puerto Rico, you can forget where you came from and embrace where you are. With nearly 300 beaches and 300 miles of coastline, there's always new places to explore. The island's diverse geography offers everything from secluded coves with white sand and crystalline water to stunning black sand beaches. There are spots that are perfect for water sports. You can surf, snorkel, paddleboard, or go diving. To travel to Puerto Rico, there is no passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Help! We suck at being newlyweds. With Dean Ungler. Halen Miller-Keys. And Jared Haven. An iHeartRadio podcast. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to an all-new episode of Help. We suck at being newlyweds. I'm going to be honest. I have not listened back to last week's episode, but I I want to say when we got off that episode, I was proud of myself for not mumbling near the end of my sentences quite as much, but I'm sure I did it. I'm sure I did it a few times. I don't know. I don't remember you doing it. I think you might need to be a little louder. Oh, okay. I think even a little louder than that. Cause you, okay. Because you speak too softly. Right, right, right. And you don't fluctuate. You're you stay at a steady octave. Are you saying I'm monotone? No. <laughs> I'm just saying I go low and then I go high and then I go low. And then you mumble. And then I mumble. But you don't do that quite as much because you studied this in school. So that's not why. But it does help. <laughs> I guess so. I guess my bachelor's degree is serving me a little bit of purpose i wish i could go back in time and re-choose my major what would you be not not business nothing (laughs) (laughs) nothing related to business that's for sure yeah because i hate business business sucks it's just like it does but as an entrepreneur you should be good at running your own business well i'm not an entrepreneur (laughs) as an aspiring entrepreneur well uh, yeah i don't even know if i'm an aspiring entrepreneur as you as someone who wants their husband to be an entrepreneur. I'm pushing you into yes. the entrepreneurial business. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The business, I, but I th- again, like I don't think that I know how to run a business any better than you know how to run a business. And, yeah. And I took like six entrepreneurial classes in college. I'd say I know how to run a business more than you, honestly. Sure. <laughs> That's, that stings to hear, but you're probably not wrong. I don't know. So you can be the CEO and I'll just be the minimum wage employee. Perfect. Yeah. Oh gosh. Um, but yeah, I would go back and change my major, probably something more on the creative side of things like music or art. 
or broadcast journalism? It was a great major. It, it is the most fun major for sure. I, I don't know. Maybe fashion is the only other thing I would have gotten into, but gosh, it was so fun. I loved going to class every week. It was a blast. Yeah, I hated class. I hated having to worry about information systems and probabilities and business law was lame. I'm bored already. I, I'm telling you. Well, in, and with college, you start with all the boring classes and then you get so excited your junior and senior year because it's all about what you want to do in your mm -hmm. career path. And that's when I had the most fun. And I guess you never got to experience that. I had one class that I, two classes that I loved. I freaking loved these classes. And they were like the early on general ed classes. And then one was kind of like a, do this as like an elective sort of thing. One was philosophy, loved philosophy. And the other one was art history. I hmm. loved art history. So why the heck was I a business major? <laughs> Wait, that's so funny. Why? What about art history? I just find it so fascinating. Like I like art as it is, but then to go back into like the, you know, 14 through 1900s and see all of these amazing pieces of art and like who painted mm. them and why they painted them and the inspiration behind a lot of like the, the drama and the paintings and stuff. It was so interesting. Wow. Yeah. What if we mesh the two together and we open a an art studio in Aspen? So we were running our own mm. business and then we get the art history aspect. This is what... You don't like to do anything that you like for work. Is no, that what you're going to say? That's not even close to what I was going to okay. say, but thank you for trying to <laughs> guess you say it. that. <laughs> It's, I mean, you're not wrong. It's, I don't, I don't not like that, but I don't like how whenever I say something about what I enjoy or what I appreciate, you're always like, let's turn it into a business. Because and my grandpa was saying this to me the other day. He's like, Dean, Dean has said before, if he loves something, he doesn't want to turn it into like uh, a money-making thing, a career. Mm -hmm because then he thinks he won't like it anymore. And he was like, I went to the FBI every single morning, so excited to be there. Mm. When you love what you do, you're not really working. So that's what I'm trying to get you to do. I know, but it's just like, can I just have this moment of like me talking about something I enjoy without you being like, let's start this. Well, that's how my brain works. You, you see my brain. Of course. And that's my beta brain. I fully get it. And when I say stop doing it, I don't necessarily mean stop doing it. I, yeah. I maybe just say, be aware that you are doing it. I'll be aware, but it is going to one day spark the idea where you're like, yep. Yeah. And I, I hope I, so this wasn't it. I thought that day was going to come a long time ago <laughs> when I quit my job after the bachelorette, I was like, that day's going to come in a year and it's been seven years ever since. Another thing that I really have thought a lot about doing, not a lot, but I've, I thought it'd be cool to do. I, I kind of want to be a cop. Oh my God. You've said that before. I think it'd be cool. I think I'd be such an awesome cop. You should talk to our neighbor's husband. Meredith. Yeah. Uh, Sometimes she listens. Hey, I, I think I think if I were to talk to a current cop about me wanting to be a cop, they would be. It would just be such a contrast to what the t I'm. The reason I want to be a cop mm -hmm. Let's hear it, it. is because I'm not a cop, and I'm not like <laughs> other cops. I, I'm like a cool cop. A cool cop. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I do think I'd be a cool, fun cop. And yeah, you're putting your life in danger a lot of the uh -huh. time, depending on where you're living, especially. But like. I don't think I would ever give any traffic violations. I'd give warnings all the time. I'd get fired pretty quickly, probably because you know of that. that. They make money based off of traffic violations, right? Do I look like someone you that know, cares like there, about making there's, money? There's more cops around at the end of the month because they have to meet a quota. I do know that. So when you don't meet the quota, you get fired. I, under, I don't know if that's true. I understand that. And I don't know if that's true either, <laughs> but I have heard that same thing before. But I do think that I could be a cop. Like, and this is kind of why I want to be a cop. When I was a kid, and I was getting arrested all these times. 
the the cops that I was dealing with left such bad impressions on me that it like made me go so anti-authoritarian and like I hate um I hate people in authority because of that. And if okay. I was a cop and I was like helping these young people in these situations, I would reverse that and I would make it so that they like could respect cops. Uh-huh. Uh, I have a question. Yeah. You know how you got denied um what is that international? Oh, it's like TSA, T- um, global entry. Global entry, yeah. Do you think you'd get denied that's as a cop? That's a good question. I think I talked about this on this podcast, but I got denied the global entry because of the arrests that I had when I was a teenager, which is so silly. <laughs> they were all misdemeanors. I was 19 the last time I got arrested and I've been scotch-free ever since. And you're, you're right, maybe they would. But also maybe like it would help me as a cop level with the criminals because I could be like, oh, dude, I get it. I've been in your shoes before. (laughs) I've been to prison. (laughs) And trust me, trust me, we don't want to, we don't want to take you to prison. You don't want to go there. I would be just, I would just feel like I'd be a really good cop. I think you'd be a great Aspen cop. Yeah. Aspen cop would be, yeah, be good. Hey, uh, welcome to the podcast, Jared Haven. Uh, Yeah. I got held up at work. Ironically, uh, actually kind of ironic. What held me up was talking about how I need to spend less time here to start focusing on building sales and doing other things. And uh, I was talking to uh, an employee here about that and figuring out what I needed to do at Audrey's to help promote its self-sustainability. Mm. And of course I got a text. I'm like, oh my God, I'm late for my podcast. <laughs> so I found that kind of funny. Talk Hello, about sustainability. I love joining with this riveting conversation about Dean becoming a cop, which is never going to happen. It's, it's it one of those happen. things that it's funny to talk about because you just know it won't happen. And yeah. maybe it will now that I'm challenging Dean to become a cop. Sure, that's the way to get him to do something. It, it, I, it, I know for a fact Dean will not become a cop. It's, I agree. I don't think I ever will. If some, if I was like met a sheriff, uh, whatever the top level guy in the cop places, sheriff, sheriff. sure. <laughs> if he was like walking down the street and saw me and was like, hey, hey, dude, do you want to be a cop? We want to recruit you. Do you want to start tomorrow? I'd probably be like, yeah, I'll try it out for a couple of weeks and see if I like it. Probably wouldn't like it. I also really think I'd be, we've talked to you about this before, an elementary school teacher. Yeah. Oh, that'd be so much fun. But teachers are just so underappreciated. I don't know. Underpaid. Underpaid. But I'm underpaid as it is right now as well. You're underpaid right now? (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. You think your rate should be higher? I think I should be in making millions. But the th- I don't even know if I'd want to make millions. Oh my god! If, if, You're being insane. If, if 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 someone was like, "Do you want to make ten million dollars a year?" I would say yes, absolutely. I just don't think I'm the kind of guy to earn ten million dollars a year. Like, well, it really depends on what you're doing and how hard you're working. Yeah, that's true. And if I if I feel like I've earned it, I think is a big part of it too. We got there's these national social media awards, which are probably a crock of BS, right? Just judging by the presentation of it all. I think it's like the second year they did it, they nominated Kaylin and I for most best travel, best influencer. travel influencer. And, oh. but it was like, it, it's not real. <laughs> and there's a couple other people nominated who all like aren't travel influencers. I know, I was like, these people don't travel. Mm-hmm. What the heck? And then I was thinking about it. I was like, well, of these four people, we would win it. But I was like, I don't even want that award because I don't feel and like the best. I don't think we would. Like, I don't know who's voting. I don't know. Well, I looked at the four pictures. What is the name of this award? Our picture has the most likes on it. I think it's called the National Social Media Awards. 
which it's like no. one of those things where they're like, oh, we should make we should try making an award show about this. But they did. Could the, it be what's the global? one where we met? Maybe. No, I don't think so. What's the one that we met Kim Kardashian at the International Influencer Awards? I don't know, but I but that was like five years ago, and this is or four years ago, and this is the second annual National Social Media Awards. But my point, my point of all this is to say NSMA National Social Media Awards. That's what I said. All of this to say is like even if it was a bigger award show, a more prestigious award show, and we won Best Wait. Travel Influencer, I would almost like not want to go and accept the award because I wouldn't feel like we are deserving of that award. Just like I would not feel deserving of making ten million dollars a year. You said we got the most likes. We got fourteen likes. <laughs> That's go look at the other nominees for that same category. Oh my gosh! And please read them aloud for the audience. The nominees? The not the nominees, but the number of likes. There's four of them, I believe. No, no, no. They're you know, it's okay. <laughs> There's four different posts yeah. for four different nominees. You want me to read the likes for each? Ours okay. has fourteen likes. We're crushing it. The okay. next one oh, has yeah, four. Here you guys, right there. Nine likes, five likes, four likes, five likes, us, and six likes. And so does that not yes. mean we just won the war award for national social media travel <laughs> I guess influencer? If it's based on likes. What else would it be? It's the social media awards. That's all the that's the only currency. I guess that they why have. you just got fifteen likes, baby. Oh yeah. <laughs> that's the currency of social media is likes. And if we have the most likes on an announcement of a nomination, we win that award. That is how I would assume this all goes down. I see Kelly Flanagan nominated. That's she, uh, she travels. Oh yeah, best travel influencer. She travels? Yeah. That's, I don't know. That's why I'm saying I feel like <laughs> not that specifically. Like Kelly's great and she does travel. But when I think of travel influencers, I think of like photographers and videographers and yeah. people that I do think we're in a different sphere. I, I think there are people that just travel the world and post their outfits. And I think what we think travel influencers are, and I think maybe what most people do is people that are professional photographers shooting for airlines, shooting for hotels, cruise, cruise lines. Yeah. Yeah. So did you guys have to uh, consent to being nominated or they just nominated you? No, they just nominated. Yeah. But it's, it, it, yeah. Haley is nominated. Haley Kiyoki for influential musician of the year. Oh, nice. Haley Kiyoki. Big time awards here. Kiyoko. I know. I'm trying to find other people that we know. I don't know anybody. You like probably got nominated for best social media father of the year. Oh, best social media dad. Uh, well, best business influencer, Mr. Beast got nominated. That's a big one. Mm. Guarantee you he's not there. Or if they say he's going to uh, win, would you want to go to accept an award? That's what I, I, So this is, was my point is if we won and they're like, hey, we want you to come accept your award. I, I wouldn't go. I don't want to accept an award for something that I don't feel worthy of accepting. Especially lately, I feel like we used to travel so much. We've been slacking a bit. Yeah. We just got married. Bro. We've been, you know. Yeah, we just got married. You guys are worthy of this award, all right? <laughs> there are a lot of things you're not worthy of. This award <laughs> is one that you are, I promise. I disagree because the people that I look up to in the social media sphere of are traveling- Are not nominated. Uh, right? Are exactly. They are can't win. Are more talented. Yeah, and they're not nominated. And but so, that's by what me I'm accepting saying. that award, which is so funny that we're on this topic <laughs> right now because this is so ridiculous. But me accepting that award is me saying I'm better than my peers. They're not even my peers, they're my superiors. No, but what I'm trying to say is this is a different sphere. This is mm. the sphere that maybe we don't really want to be in. Gotcha. We want to be nominated oh, with see, the photographers. We want to be nominated with those people we look up to. Sure. I see that makes sense. You know? But But we won't ever. But because be. we we have ties to Bachelor is why we probably are put in this sphere. Right. Well, good duh. Yeah, 100%. But there's nothing well, wrong with that. Don't there's nothing wrong us. with recognizing where you came from. <laughs> How rude. 
How rude of you to get to us. True love is always being excited from the first moment you see one another and every time after that. It's taking long walks together in the summer, gazing longingly into each other's eyes, and, well, watching their tail wag when they chase a squirrel in the yard. The Pedigree brand asked about believing in love at first sight, and honestly, the answer is yes. Ashley adopted Lois, and I didn't know until I actually picked her up and saw her with my own eyes that we were taking this dog home. But I took one look at Lois, and my life has never been the same, and I love her so much, and I'm very grateful for that moment that Ashley decided to adopt Lois. So it really was love at first sight for me. Adopting a dog can lead to a lifetime of meaningful connections. A pedigree loyalty survey revealed that 95% of dog owners say that the bond they have with their dogs is closer than expected. And another pedigree loyalty survey revealed 90% of first-time dog owners report that having a dog improved at least one relationship in their lives. We have adopted two dogs. First was Pappy and the second was Alistair. And I got to tell you, I didn't know I could love such a little creature so much with Pappy. He just stole our hearts right away. He was so attached to us. And even with Alistair, we got him and we fostered at first and then decided to adopt not long after that. Just and a few days after. They bring so much light into our lives. After we lost Pappy, I was, Kaylin and I agreed to maybe take a couple months off from having a dog in our lives. And not even a week later, we we couldn't stand it anymore. There's just so much light that coming home to a dog brings into our lives. And and whenever we're on a trip, all we can ever think about is coming back home and seeing Alistair. So I I love adoption. I think adopting dogs is the way to go. They are so grateful for it. They definitely love you harder because they know what you took them from and and the great life that you're giving them. Real love can exist between pet and pet parent. Pedigree is committed to helping more dogs find loving homes, and we can attest that love at first sight is closer than you think. It's available at your local dog shelter. Find love at first sight with the Pedigree Adoption Drive June 7th to 9th, and the Pedigree brand will reimburse your dog adoption fees nationwide. Visit pedigree.com slash adoption dash drive to learn more about the adoption drive and to see full terms and conditions. At Walmart, there's a whole collection of black lead products that fit into your daily routine. We encourage you to show black founders some love, not just during Black History Month, but all year long. There is power in every purchase. Every time we purchase from a black lead brand, we make room for another black lead brand. Black founders and the products they bring to the table are creating a whole new world of choices at Walmart. Some amazing Black-owned businesses that are available at Walmart include The Lip Bar, Zach and Zoe Honey, Partake Cookies. The list goes on and on. Go to walmart.com slash black and unlimited to discover all the amazing black owned products you can add to your daily routine. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I, I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, if no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
Jared, welcome to the podcast. I, thanks for taking some time out of your busy day to join us. Hey, anytime. Well, obviously not anytime because, you know, there are certain <laughs> times. But uh, sorry I was late once again. That was totally my fault. Lost track of time. And again, quite funny, the conversation I was having about how I need to focus on other things. And then here we are, the other things I need to focus on. I forgot about. Um, sorry for my tardiness. Uh, just catching up. Things in my life quickly. Uh, filmed the Dallas first look. It was fun. It was great. It was tiring. I'm excited. It won't air till probably December or January, somewhere in that time frame. Oh, that's a quick turnaround. But uh, yeah, it was pretty quick. I mean, it's only a half hour show. So mm -hmm. like 24 minutes or whatever it is without commercials. And we did so much. I don't know how they're going to edit it all down. The JFK stuff was pretty interesting. Learning about his assassination, the quote unquote cover up or conspiracy, if you believe it, which I kind of do. Um, and then just did a lot of stuff in Texas. It was it was just fun and a really cool opportunity. And I hope uh, more opportunities come from that. So the show is about Dallas. It's a travel show. So they're going to tune in and be like, oh, Dallas, what you know, what's up with Dallas? And obviously, one of the biggest things is you know, the history of the JFK assassination. Yeah. Dealey Plaza, the Grassy Knoll. But I'm saying people aren't tuning into that program to learn about that specifically. No, they'll tune into the program and then learn about it and be like, oh, that's so fascinating. I need yeah. to learn more about it and then go watch a JFK documentary. I think you should spin off a JFK podcast and just only talk about the JFK assassination on a podcast miniseries. There has to be. A podcast oh, oh, that sure sure but i don't want to hear some random schmuck talk about the jfk assassination i want to hear jared haven and the magic bullet have you heard about this mm -mm. yeah like curved or something so the yeah, it, it's just i cannot believe this was the official um you know uh the official theory on how the bullet because he the, it goes lee harvey oswald shot three there's three bullets that came from his gun the first one he missed, and then the second and third one hit. The second one apparently went through. It caused seven wounds. It hit the back of JFK's neck, went through the front of his shoulder, hit the governor, who was also in the car, in the wrist, went out of the front of his wrist, into his thigh, and then it caused one more. I can't remember, but it was crazy. And then the bullet fell out of his thigh and was found on the gurney that was taken to the, the ho like when he got to the hospital and the governor was placed on a gurney and the bullet was found on the gurney. Get this, no blood on it. Pristine condition. I just Googled JFK conspiracy theory podcast and there's six that come up immediately, but this is yeah. JFK's brain is missing. It wasn't buried with his body. Well, there's a lot. No idea. There's a lot there's, going on here. There's so much going on. Um, that was the other thing, like the car that was used. So the car that JFK was assassinated in the Lincoln. And again, was this botched? Did they just mess up or were they intentionally trying to cover something up? It was cleaned the next day. It was never taken into evidence. So they cleaned the car. They redid the car, painted it black, put a roof on it to make it look different because they didn't want people associating this car with the JFK assassination. And they put it back in circulation. And it didn't. And then there was about three more presidents that rode into a, in, in that exact car before it was finally like taken away and preserved in some national archive. Just knowing nothing off of this, like a president just doesn't get shot, and they're like, "All right, 
Yeah, they, they go to extremes. You, you, know, go, try to, you would do everything yeah. possible to learn why. Oh, I love hearing about this stuff. Yeah, but... Dean doesn't love conspiracy theories, but I do. It's not that I don't love <laughs> conspiracy theories. I just am... I, well, it goes Dean's both ways. I'm naturally a skeptic. And so I question everything, which means I question the truth, which kind of does make me conspiracy theorist. But then I hear mm-hmm. these conspiracy theories, but then I skeptically question those as well. And obviously, as we both know, the truth lies somewhere in the middle, most likely, of everything. So it's, just, it's not that like I hate conspiracy theories. I just think You're there a contrarian. Are... So you don't want to believe the truth, but you don't want to believe the conspiracy theory. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. But no, I'm not a contrarian. Oh my gosh. That's the first time you... <laughs> Uh, you do that every time. I bring it it because up. I, yes, because yes. I'm, I'm, and I fall for it every time. Yeah. <laughs> I'm definitely a contrarian and I'm with Dean where I just, I'm always somewhere in the middle where I don't believe a lot of the conspiracy, but I also don't believe the official story because it just feels fictional. Even within the U.S. government, there's back and forth of did Oswald act alone? Did he not act alone? Was Oswald even involved in the assassination? Was he a Ponzi? Did they just put the blame on him? It's all because it's so also, you know, it's crazy. Not to, one more thing, and then I'll shut up about this. Two days later, Lee Harvey Oswald is accused of assassinating the president. He's accused of killing a police officer outside the Texas theater, trying to escape. And then this guy, Jack Ruby, who is a nightclub owner in Dallas, Texas, while Lee Harvey Oswald is being escorted from one police station to the other, he comes up and shoots him and kills Lee Harvey Oswald. So two mm. days after the assassination, Lee Harvey Oswald gets murdered while in custody, mind you, by this guy named Jack Ruby, who said he did it out of a crime of passion because he, I don't even know if they know the motive. So Lee Harvey Oswald gets murdered in prison. That's maybe. He Guys, just, I think we should do a spinoff, a conspiracy theory spinoff. That's Kaylin's nice way of saying, let's move on to a different no, subject. But also, I love conspiracy theories. It's fun. It's um, good to talk about. You do, Jared, I do want to ask you, you, I feel like this is a perfect blend potentially for you and Ashley. Have you guys been watching the Beckham documentary? No, I've heard Ugh. about this thing. What the hell is this? Has Ashley watched it? I have no idea. Oh my God. It's so good. I just finished it. It's, it's just like a reprive of the nineties and just, is it oh, re- I can get down with that. Reprive. I don't know. Is that the right word? I don't word? think so. Revive, revival of the Re- 90s. Reprive. I think you're trying to say reprieve and isn't re- revival of the 90s. It's just like a 90s show. Oh, you keep touching me with your Is it the story of how they got together? It's the story of everything. How he started soccer, how he got drafted, drafted, I don't know, plucked out of when he was like 16 years old and how everyone loved him and then they hated him. And then it was like constantly back and forth. Everyone hated Victoria. And then where they are now. And honestly, I want them to do a season two and cover the Miami team and their life now. But super interesting because you look at them as just this figure that everyone loved for so long, but they went through so much public scrutiny for years and years and years. I know so little about David Beckham. It's embarrassing because when you were talking about the documentary, I thought to myself, well, I know he's a very talented soccer player. I have no idea how old he is. I have no idea what team he played for. I know that he came to the States and played for um, LA Galaxy. Yeah, the LA Galaxy in the league. I have no idea what the name of it is. What the hell's the, the name of the professional soccer league? MLS. MLS. Yeah. What the hell's the matter with me? Uh, and I know that he's married to Posh, Posh Spice. Spice. Mm. 
And that's all I really yeah, know. I yeah, wonder, they're such a power couple. I thought How it would I be a good show them? for you and Ashley to watch, but maybe she's already watched it. It's it's very good. But she probably has. What do you want to talk about, Dean? Thank you. Um, let's talk about, <laughs> I want to talk about um, HVLP sprayers because I've been having an issue with my HVLP okay, sprayer okay. for the past, for the past okay, 24 hours. Okay, but our listeners have probably watched the Vacuum documentary, so don't be ridiculous. Our listeners are probably trying to paint a room in their house no. and they're having issues with their HVLPs. I have something I want to talk about yeah. that I want to ask you guys if you've heard, because uh, I feel like this is not a big topic, but I read the headline and I have no idea why more people are not talking about this. Will Smith and Jada Pinkett Smith. Yeah. Yeah. What? Oh, I knew you were going to bring it up. I just saw this this morning while I was drinking my coffee what too. What is it? So, uh, she I'm, said they've been separated since 2016. Yeah, they've been separated for seven years which means that Jada Pinkett Smith's uh, infidelity wasn't actually infidelity because she was on a separation with her husband. And that also puts more scrutiny under the keep my wife's name out yeah, your mouth yeah. because they were separated, but they were still sitting together. But I don't know. Wait, so why didn't they come forward sooner when she was under scrutiny for having that young guy that she was allegedly sleeping with? No idea. And didn't she reveal that it was an affair? Because was it the word she used? On their red table or round table or whatever it's called. Yeah, it was a round table and she used a particular word, a word that I felt like went viral that I can't think of off the top of my head. It was, uh, oh, oh, let's remember what this is because it was pretty funny. She called it like a, like a, not like a situation. Entanglement. Entanglement. That's right. That's right. Why would you not admit back then saying, Will and I have not been together we've been separated since 2016 so this is not an entanglement this is not an affair this is us exploring other options like what the hell's going on yeah i don't believe this for one second do you think something bigger is about to come out like a big affair or something like and they're just trying to get ahead of it Mm. i think they're aliens and they (laughs) have no idea how to relate to human beings and they have no idea how to talk and so they're just saying things that's what I think. It's so good. It's all it's, about aliens these days. It's so crazy to see the fall from grace as so many of our like favorite childhood actors ha- are having. Not just actors, but like well known people. Who else? Well, like Elon Musk has gone off the deep end. Hasn't he always been a little? Yeah, but it's gotten worse and worse. Um, Mark Zuckerberg is kind of coming back to being a human again, but they're like, you mm. know, he created Facebook and we, as a younger man, I was like, wow, that's amazing. But now I see him, I'm like, oh, you're kind of a weirdo. Um, I'm sure there's so many other actors, but you just mentioned tech people, not even actors because I'm put on the spot and I can't think of anyone else. Elon Musk is the obvious, obvious one. I I just feel like the longer you're in the limelight, like someone like Will Smith and Jada Pinkett Smith, it's so hard to maintain a good image of yourself and it's only going to get worse as time goes on. It's like from Batman when he says you either die the hero or live long enough to see yourself become the villain. Mm. And I think Will and Jada are kind of seeing themselves become the villains right now. Yeah. True love is always being excited from the first moment you see one another and every time after that. It's taking long walks together in the summer, gazing longingly into each other's eyes, and, well, watching their tail wag when they chase a squirrel in the yard. The Pedigree brand asked about believing in love at first sight, and honestly, the answer is yes. Ashley adopted Lois, and I didn't know until I actually picked her up and saw her with my own eyes that we were taking this dog home. But I took one look at Lois, and my life has never been the same, and I love her so much, and I'm very grateful for that moment that Ashley decided to adopt Lois. So it really was love at first sight for me. 
Adopting a dog can lead to a lifetime of meaningful connections. A pedigree loyalty survey revealed that 95% of dog owners say that the bond they have with their dogs is closer than expected. And another pedigree loyalty survey revealed 90% of first-time dog owners report that having a dog improved at least one relationship in their lives. We have adopted two dogs. First was Pappy and the second was Alistair. And I got to tell you, I didn't know I could love such a little creature so much with Pappy. He just stole our hearts right away. He was so attached to us. And even with Alistair, we got him and we fostered at first and then decided to adopt not long after that. Just a few days after. They bring so much light into our lives. After we lost Pappy, I was, Kaylin and I agreed to maybe take a couple months off from having a dog in our lives. And not even a week later, we, we couldn't stand it anymore. There's just so much light that coming home to a dog brings into our lives. And, and whenever we're on a trip, all we can ever think about is coming back home and seeing Alistair. So I, I love adoption. I think adopting dogs is the way to go. They are so grateful for it. They definitely love you harder because they know what you took them from and, and the great life that you're giving them. Real love can exist between pet and pet parent. Pedigree is committed to helping more dogs find loving homes, and we can attest that love at first sight is closer than you think. It's available at your local dog shelter. Find love at first sight with the Pedigree Adoption Drive, June 7th to 9th, and the Pedigree brand will reimburse your dog adoption fees nationwide. Visit pedigree.com adoption dash drive to learn more about the adoption drive and to see full terms and conditions. At Walmart, there's a whole collection of black lead products that fit into your daily routine. We encourage you to show black founders some love, not just during Black History Month, but all year long. There is power in every purchase. Every time we purchase from a black lead brand, we make room for another black lead brand. Black founders and the products they bring to the table are creating a whole new world of choices at Walmart. Some amazing Black-owned businesses that are available at Walmart include The Lip Bar, Zach and Zoe Honey, Partake Cookies. The list goes on and on. Go to walmart.com slash black and unlimited to discover all the amazing black owned products you can add to your daily routine. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I, I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, if you, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Someone was just talking about this with Taylor Swift. She's like, I'm so worried for her because people just love her so much. Oh, yeah. We saw this with Drew Barrymore. Everyone was obsessed Lindsay with Lohan. her. Oh, yeah. Well, Drew Barrymore. Drew Barrymore. Everyone Great one. loved her. And then, you know, she was like, all right, this strike's kind of been going on long enough. Time to get back to work. And people were super upset with her. Mm-hmm. Um, and there, yeah, there were like two more recently where it's like you fly too close to the sun and then, you know, everyone hates you. Icarus. You never know. Icarus. Icarus. Flew too close to the sun. Yeah. Uh. It's crazy. And it's going to happen to us. It probably has happened to us. It's definitely happened to me, but maybe not. 
But I do feel like the longer you have a microscope on you, the more likely you are to make a mistake that everyone is going to absolutely hate, you know? For sure. For sure. And Taylor Swift is a prime example of that. She's still beloved, but... It's like one wrong move, one little tiny move. And you you're really done. have to be an incredibly good person to be under the microscope that Taylor Swift is and not have a scandal come out about you. Oh, but I think she is that good of a person. She's letting Sophie Turner stay in her home in New York while Sophie's fighting for custody of her kids. Why what does a, that automatically make her nice? Because that's a nice thing to do. Of course Just it offer is. Up her, what if, what offer if Sophie's in the wrong? Sophie's not in the wrong. There's no way. Well, of course it's Okay. That doesn't automatically make Taylor a nice person. One, she's probably got six houses. Yeah. Two, she's a friend. And if any of our friends were going through something, we would immediately tell them to come stay with us. Isn't the Sophie Turner thing? She's, I don't know. What she's the getting the bad on. side of that story. No, no, no. Now it flipped. She was in the beginning. It flipped. And there's been a lot that has come out on Dumois, which is all like not credible because, you know, it's all anonymous sources coming uh -huh. in. But a lot of, you know, suspecting things that are not in Joe's favor and it definitely flipped and it honestly even in the beginning when it was kind of looking bad for Sophie people were still siding with her because they're like why is it only stuff coming out from mm -hmm. Joe's camp constantly like yeah. and not a word from her so it I don't think anyone's really ever been team Joe yeah the only thing I saw on that not the only thing I saw a few things but one of the things that stuck out to me was Joe was at like a concert or something and he was on stage and he was like Thanking people for the support of him. Yeah. Through the break, which just seems so weird. Thank you for the support and don't believe anything unless it came out of my mouth. But we're like, this came from your camp. Yeah. Well, I don't know. That whole situation's weird. And it seemed like everything was civil and now they just hadn't, uh, they were in a hearing for eight hours. Sophie left and then Joe was in it for two more. So 10 hours for mm -hmm. getting custody of their kids. Yeah. I don't really know enough about that situation to really have an opinion of it, but it is interesting. Neither do when, I, but I'm going to be Team Joe just to be no. the contrarian. just to be the contrarian. Nice. Yeah. I don't know the things Good that I've man. read and the things that I've heard do not are not flattering. It's always because here's the thing. It also seems a little. I again speaking from an outsider. I don't know. Like I've seen pictures of Taylor walking to dinner with Sophie Sophie Turner, and they have like. I, I got to be honest, It everything seems so contrived right now. I don't know what to believe and what not to believe. This whole Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift thing, Taylor and like Sophia Turner, and then she's trying to get full custody and move to England with her kids. And then there's all this stuff coming out about Joe, which I don't know, but obviously you're telling me. And then it's like, I don't know, the whole thing just stinks. Yeah. Celebrity lifestyle. Yeah. Well, it's always interesting too when there's such a uh, big breakup in the celebrity world and you only hear from one person not necessarily from directly joe but like when joe's camp as you put it is the only one making comments and saying things about it it's like why are you guys trying to define the narrative so much yeah like and this one's like the most public we've seen in a very long time you know they try to make it civil and now it's rocky but uh jennifer garner and ben affleck were seen hugging so there's hope for exes I thought Ben Affleck was no. dating Whoa, on they're hugging Armas. because they're on good terms. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. There's hope for exes. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, because Ben's the man. Um, no, Jennifer is the woman. <laughs> Jennifer is the woman. She's yeah. awesome. But which Both Jennifer? Those statements can be true at the same time, you guys. <laughs> Jennifer Gardner is awesome. I do love Jennifer, Jennifer Gardner, Garner. but I also love Ben because yeah. he's just. Wait, Ben Affleck dated Jennifer Gardner. Married. Married they Jennifer Garner? Kids together, bro. The girl from 13 going on 30? Yeah. They were yeah. married with yeah. kids? And then they broke yeah. up and he got with J-Lo. I thought Ben's only ever been with J-Lo. 
what? Mm. This is new. And then Ana de Armas. Oh, they were like together forever ago, married Jennifer and then came back to other Jennifer. I cannot imagine Ben Affleck with Jennifer Garner because Jennifer Garner seems like such a warm, Pure, great perfect. person. <laughs> and Ben, to his credit, also seems that way, but in a completely different manner. Like he's like Northeastern warm yep. where he's like, Jared affectionately puts it like sipping his coffee, smoking down a cigarette, tells you to fuck off, but you know, he like says it with his heart and, and you're <laughs> it's like, endearing. it's endearing. Yeah. They just see, it's endearing see. because it's so him, you yeah. know, it's not, be, he's not like, I don't think he's a dick. I think he's just, he's like that old man. who's just like, get off my lawn, please. Like, yeah. please leave me alone. Even though he's one of the biggest names in. I'm sure know, they're both Hollywood. good people. They just, I can't believe they have kids together. That's, yeah. that's crazy. Must Where be. were you for a few years? Yeah, a few, like 15. <laughs> yeah, for many years. Prison. <laughs> <laughs> it all comes back to prison. Yeah, I like. I love how I walked into the conversation and Dean said that he wants to be a cop because he can relate to the criminals more. <laughs> that's not why um, I want to be a cop. I, that's that's I, like, exactly why. I, I want to be a cop because I want to I help people instead of find them and, and give them speeding tickets and, and those types of things. I got to say, I got pulled over Um probably two or three months ago. And the cop was so nice. He was like, you know, just get out of my town and you can go as fast as you want. And I could see you being that cop. Get out of my town? That doesn't sound nice. No, it was nice. Cause he was like, you just have to take this right. You're almost there. Take a right and I don't care how fast you go. And did he, did he give you a ticket? No. Yeah. Because I, because I pulled over into a parking lot versus on the side of the road. He had just pulled someone over. What happened is this guy cut me off to avoid him, even though he was never going to hit him. And so I was like, what the heck? And so I go around this guy and the cop flashes because he had just pulled someone over. And he's like, hey, that guy did that because he was trying to avoid hitting me. And I was like, I'm so sorry. I was just confused. And he's like, well, you did me a favor by pulling into the parking lot. So I'm going to do you a favor. Take a right, get out of my town and go as fast as you want. I So what I hate about that too is there's not like a blanket way to do that where you're getting pulled over. I Because I've done that before too, where I'm like blinkers on, waiting for a safe place to pull over. And then eventually I pull over and the cop's like, what are you doing? You're supposed to pull over immediately. Like the second the I turned when my, you pulled on the left side of the freeway? That was one of them, yes. Yeah. And I did exactly that. And he was like, why are you pulling over here? This is the worst place to pull over. I'm like, well, I don't know. I feel like I want you want probably want me over as quickly as I possibly can. So I'm not like running away from you or anything like that. Mm -hmm. And then there was one time where I did do that too, where I was like trying to find a safe spot. And then the cop came up to me and he's like, what are you doing? You have to pull over immediately. Like, how are we, how do we we supposed? Right. There's no I mean, winning. Like, I got lucky with mine. I was just like, shoot. I'm and if I was here. a cop pulling someone over, I'd be like, thank you so much for pulling over. Whether, Period. Whether, exactly. <laughs> whether it was early or late, I would just be grateful that you pulled over and now we're having this conversation. And if you need help with something else, I'm happy to help you because that's what I'm here for. I'm here to serve the public. God, I would be such a good cop. I really would be. God. I really, really would be. Um, um, well, what? What's that? I have a question. How's the Colorado house? It's not good. No, it's not bad. No. Okay, so we didn't get the house that we loved, but we found another house that is insane. It's four acres. We could have chickens. We could have bees. We could have everything we want. Yeah, it's the first thing I think of when buying a house. Got to get those chickens. <laughs> um, and we put in our offer, and it was a really good offer. It was at asking because there was one other offer that was lower, we think. Um, and then we're supposed to hear back the next day, and the owners or the realty co realtor company that's, facilitating everything said, um, there's been an issue. We're going to have to get legal involved. So we think that they're having to evict the current people and they're putting everything on hold, but it's the perfect house. The perfect house. I haven't really seen as much on this house as I have the other but you, houses, but. 
So these people will be evicted before you get the house. Yeah. So they roommates. won't even they won't even accept our offer. They have to get them out and deal with the legal process of evicting them. Got it. Because mm-hmm. you don't want a squatter. Uh, because right. I've had friends who bought houses with squatters, and it is, I mean, it's years, mm. years, what? and they they own the yeah. home. Oh no! So they own the house because there are certain laws that you you can't just like kick someone out. Mm. It's crazy how much um, uh, oh. lack of power you really yeah. have, even if you own a house and you're trying to get a squatter out. So that it's been, crazy. it is crazy. So just you know, food for thought. Yeah. Well, they won't accept our offer and we want to go see it. We'll see what happens, but we're going to fly out to Colorado next Monday. You haven't seen it? No. That's terrifying to put no, an offer in a house that you haven't seen. But we put in an offer. You have three days to wire the tri- wire the money, the down payment or whatever. Got and it. then um, you have 30 days to back out. That's in our Got contract. It. And it's like a two hour flight and a four hour drive. So it's not easy to get to. Yeah. No. So we can't just like drive down the street and go check out this house. But- yeah, we'll see. Um, keeping our fingers crossed, something pops up. Yeah, but there are. We're gonna see like five on Tuesday. Yeah. So one, hopefully, one of those is the one. I uh, I haven't talked to you about this yet. I need to climb a mountain. For, oh my gosh! For an ad. So we're skipping Colorado. We're not gonna skip it. I just need to figure out when I I need to do it before we leave for Jackson on Wednesday. Okay. So I gotta have to go tomorrow. We'll figure it out off the podcast. Let's figure it out now. <laughs> it's just. It's not. It. Uh, okay it's just it's i wonder if it's actually for an ad or if he's just lying because he really wants to climb this mountain i really don't i I really don't want to climb this (laughs) you said it's really boring it's not boring it's like four and a half hour drive from here and it's like the weather right now is obviously not great it's getting into winter and it's gonna be cold and the best weather day sounds like a lot of excuses to me yeah no kidding what a baby these are not excuses (laughs) i'm gonna do it the same bro you know what it sounds like the best weather day is monday it's like 55 on Monday. Well, we can skip. We don't need You're to find our Tuesday. dream home. But we fly out to Colorado on Monday, unless we book like a 11 p.m. flight on Monday or something like we'll that. We'll figure it out off the podcast. Okay. Yeah, yeah maybe you guys figure, figure out, out this off, we the, podcast. Can out <laughs> off um, the podcast. But I, I wish you nothing but the best of luck climbing this boring mountain. Uh, <laughs> I do want to say something before we sign off um, because uh, I have to pee so badly. Uh, Ashley and I are no longer uh, about to attempt to try to have number two. What? We are oh. in the process of trying. Nice. Wait. Yep. Wait. Today was the first. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. <laughs> Let me just get this straight. So you Yeah, were- I mean, it's just, it's a big, uh, it's a big announcement. We're trying. We're in the, like, we have the ovulation schedule. This month was the first month we're trying. So it's okay. like happening. Gotcha. That's amazing. Cuckoo. It is amazing. It's terrifying. Um and uh wonderful, I think we'll find out. You know, it's just a grind. It's just a grind, baby. It's it's crazy <laughs> to think that everything that has happened in our life, and obviously every parent goes through this. Uh, if you have multiple kids, everything that has happened in our life over the past year and a half, we're just gonna do it again. Mm. We're gonna do it again. Yeah, but everyone says it's easier the second time. From your lips to God's ears. I, I just like how he Jared goes. So we're not we're not thinking about trying anymore. We're trying. And it's you know, you're kinda you kinda were trying before, but you just didn't maybe qualify it as such. Bro, once you know, I'm assuming you guys are gonna have kids. We're gonna try to have kids. Gonna try. You will realize that there is a big difference between sex mm-hmm. and 
trying to have a baby sex. Yeah. Because uh, like the first day, of course, great, cool. And then, you know, you just got to do it four days in a row. And then, you know, there are certain times where you just need to get it over. And then she's sitting on the bed and she has to keep her legs elevated for like 15 minutes. Okay. So it's just... <laughs> Okay. Process. I didn't know. I didn't know any of this. So I was laughing. You'll find out. I was laughing at you, and I was it's coming from a place of misinformation. So okay, let's let's dive in on this. And a little there's bit schedules longer. you have to follow, and there are certain days and times of the day. And so I think we can all agree that the the burden of of the effort kind of falls on the woman in this situation. Like Jared just said, you keep your legs elevated for 15 minutes well, after. Well, you have to sex? keep everything inside of you. Okay. Gravity, that, makes, bro. that makes sense. Gravity. I guess I when I this is how selfish I am. I think when when the deed is done, then everything just ima- like magically disappears. But no, you, Well, like, for me it's over. Like the poor thing, poor Ashley has to, you know, do her part and then I'm like, "All right, well, I'm going to go downstairs." So, okay, so can I ask you this? So Ashley is doing all these things in an effort to have a second child. What are you doing? To improve the chances, are you doing like kegels? Are you? I provide. I provide yourself? very fun <laughs> yeah. and positive. Twenty-seven seconds of, of uh, you know, fun times, and then my job is done. I think that they're probably. You should look into this, Jared, because I I bet you if you were to like get yourself up to the point of climax, like on your own, multiple times a day, but like not not reach that threshold and then come in with Ashley. You think it's going to be like super sperm? It could be. <laughs> it could be super this sperm. <laughs> it could be super sperm. It, you could, you know, like they're knocking on the door and then eventually like those guys knocking on the door have guys behind them pushing oh them gosh. into the door. And then eventually when the door I think opens. It's going to be like, just like, it's going to be like a sprint, you know, when like, you know, on your mark, get set, go. And then just yeah, beeline. You should you should look into that because you know obviously I think I correct me if I'm wrong here. Best case scenario is Ashley gets pregnant tomorrow. You know, like the yep. sooner the sooner the better because you yep. don't want to you don't want to have to deal with this stress for multiple months at a time. So I yep. think that you should be edging yourself and doing some research <laughs> to see if you can better prepare your swimmers. To swim up the fallopian tube. I can't wait to see what you try. <laughs> Let's see how many of our listeners knows uh, what edging really means. Uh, but <laughs> anyway, that that should do it. It's just a thought. It's just a thought. Um, yeah. You don't take it to heart. Just if you feel like doing research on your own outside of this podcast, please yeah. do. But that's awesome. Congratulations. I yeah. you know obviously wish you nothing but the best. I do recall back to when you and Ashley were trying to have Dawson or trying to conceive Dawson, I suppose. Uh, and I, I do remember you making a, 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 a statement about how stark of a difference that sex was to like regular, just fun sex. It's not the same yeah. thing. Well, I mean, it's still fun, but you know, once you get to like day three and four and you're like, dude, I'm just, I, you know, I'm not the same spry man I was years ago. Mm-hmm. So, and the same thing with Ashley, it's not like we're like, can't wait you know especially like we put dots in a band it's like all right like do we eat now or do we wait you know like i'm gonna pass out on the couch if we don't do something in the next three minutes so let's just you know let's get going yeah i i've got at the point too where eating is after i eat dinner i'm like "Eh, 
I feel it's, bloated. I feel bloated and gross. Yeah. I think that's a big part of it, especially he'll give you a pizza or something. Yeah, I'm, I plan my whole day around it now. You can't have a big meal. Got to hydrate. Is there anything you, know? you guys can do at this stage to like up your, I would imagine you want a girl. I would imagine that's kind of like if you had your your pickings, you would want to have a that's girl. That's an office episode where Dwight was like, you can make him a boy. Yeah. But I wonder if there are any like um, tricks of the trade tricks that you could do to up the percentage of the likelihood of getting a girl, you know, like keep the keep the belly hot. Like Dwight says <laughs> yeah. in the office, keep the belly hot for two months on three months off two months on. <laughs> um I, I remember, I guess I can't remember exactly what it is, but I remember there being some some like old wives tales about yeah, this. Yeah, but they, that's what they are. Wives tales? Yeah. But the wives obviously know better than the husbands. No, it's 50-50. And then you just happen to get the gender you want, I but almost, it's still 50-50. Yeah. I almost Flip guarantee corn, you it's yeah. not 50-50. Oh, okay. I almost guarantee you it's not. Let's do some research and get back. Yeah, we'll do some research and get back <laughs> to you next week on whether this is 50-50 or not. But um. What what would you if if you had your 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 druthers? Which would you pick? Girl, girl, nice. I don't really care, but I would like to have a girl, especially for Ashley. Uh, I think it'd be cool for her to have an older brother, and uh, you know I have a sister, so I think it'd be pretty cool. But if we have two boys, that could be a lot of fun too. That poor Ashley, holy, sh- uh, that's a lot of testosterone. I, but I, um, I'm gonna go on the on the record here and say. Should we take guesses? I guess we shouldn't even guess before anything is conceived. No, right? guess. It's going to be a boy. Girl. You think a girl? I I guarantee you, boy. This makes me nervous <laughs> because it just makes me feel like Dean, you know, even a blind squirrel finds a nut every once in a while. And now that Dean is saying this, it's like, this is the one time he's going to be right. This is the one damn time he's going to be okay, right. Okay, crap. Well, I don't want that burden, so I'm going to say girl because if you want girl, no, I want, no, I want, no, don't change it now. No, if you want Just girl, like, I want it to be girl. I don't want to be the guy that's the reason for you to have another boy. Bro, I'm going to blame you no matter what happens. So just accept your fate. Um, all right, that's going to do it for this week's episode of Help. We suck at being newlyweds. Once again, I'm so sorry for being late. It will never happen again. It probably will, but hopefully not anytime soon. Uh, we love you so much. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. You're amazing. And make sure you tune in next week where hopefully we suck just a little less. Thanks for listening. Follow us on Instagram at help. We suck at being newlyweds. And email us at newlyweds at iHeartRadio.com. Make sure to write us a review and leave us five stars. We'll see you next time. It's time to celebrate Black History Month at the Walmart Black and Unlimited Clock. On Thursday, February 29th from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m., you can celebrate an extra day of Black History Month with Walmart. This event is free and open to the public at two locations, Flatiron Plaza in New York City and Ovation Hollywood in Los Angeles. With giveaways dropping every hour on the hour, it's the perfect time to try, like, and share Black-led products. It's free, it's for everyone, and it's your chance to see how you can level up your daily routine with Black-led products that are creating a new world of choices at Walmart. Trust, you don't want to miss it. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. 
old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.